Now, you know, as I said, to appreciate the creative economy after almost a year pandemic, uh, this pandemic-induced lockdowns, um, the United Nations is observing it as the international year of the creative economy for sustainable development. Now, the concept is open to interpretation from artistic expression to sort of problem solving in the context of economic, social, and also sustainable development. Uh, therefore, the United, uh, the, I almost said the United States, but the United Nations designated the 21st of April as World Creativity and Innovation Day to raise awareness of the role of creativity and innovation in all aspects of human development. Damn it, it should be... It should be the bedrock of everything we do. Dr. Mornay Mostert, how are you? Good morning, sir. Very well indeed. Good to be with you. Great, great, great to be with you. I'm, I'm very happy you chose this. As you know, um, I'm a big fan of creativity, mm. innovation, as are you. So let's delve into this. Yeah. Well, um that was the broadest introduction you've ever given me. Um, let's start. <laughs> because I have no cooking clue where to start with it, for starters. I don't have a question for you. Uh, because <laughs> I just, I like you leading the conversation. <laughs> you're, you're quite right. You know, we, we have these 17 massive goals. And, I mean, one way to frame it is to say, look, are we ever going to achieve these things? If you want, we can sort of go one by one and, and think about how creative South Africa has been in response to each one of them. Yeah. Um, but just by means of a, a broad introduction, you know, the question is, have we really been creative in our response to these massive problems? How creative have we been? And I think yeah. one of the sort of uh, thought processes for the United Nations behind this is, is this really fundamental idea. Mm. That unless we become more creative and innovative, we will, in fact, not achieve the SDGs. In other words, the current model will not produce alternative results. Creativity and innovation, therefore, are now essential. They're not nice to have. They're not consulting tricks. They're not management fads. They are now a matter of survival. And for these large-scale ambitions, which we get into, um, it's, uh, the current model is simply not going to crack it. Yeah, no, it isn't. I mean, we've said this, I've said this before. You know, strategy supposedly drives everything right. And, yeah. I mean, without a, a purpose and understanding the purpose and the strategy that's going to underpin that, I mean, you end up being directionless. But, yeah. in, in, in <laughs> but the, the problem is, Right, you understand your purpose. You move straight from, oh, this is my purpose. Then you hop into the boardroom and you go, but this is going to be our strategy. In between those two, though, before you do strategy development, um, you, you, you need to do a little bit more in this another throwaway phase that all these consultants use, discovery. Um, you, you have to start understanding the human side and the impact, the human impact when it comes to purpose, and only then, in in my estimation, and listen, I didn't do any of those fancy stuff, but only then can you then, you know, start mapping out what this particular strategy is going to be, yeah. and, and 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 the 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 processes of of, of delivering value and the structures that 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 uh, control them. That's exactly right. Uh, the the planning is not the first step. Yeah. You need something else, and there is a, a human connection dimension to that, as you've uh, alluded. 
to and 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 there's also a creative process and sometimes those two are connected and that creative process is actually very different from the planning so i think you you highlight a very important distinction that the the thought process behind planning mm. is very different from the thought process in creativity when you think about creativity as a mental process mm. it's characterized by completely different dimensions what we sometimes call non-linearity, for example. I, I must apologize for that word. It's in over 20 years of doing this, the, the best opposite for the word linear that I've been able to come mm. up with after 20 years is non-linear. Don't you lucky? Because uh, I actually have a dictionary with me, so you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> I did ask Helen Zerlo if she... <laughs> I was talking to Helen Zerlo about a book earlier, Stay Home... What is it? No, sorry, Stay Home. <laughs> Maybe you should, you should write a book, Stay Woke, Go Broke. I said, listen, I'm going to be reading this darn thing. Did you put in photographs? She said, no, which is very disappointing. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're right to, to introduce, of course, you know, the visual dimension here. So that's yeah. another characteristic... Uh, of creative thinking, non-linear, visual. Of course, it's then concerned with connections, mm. forging new connections between things that we wouldn't ordinarily connect. So creativity um, must then lead to something new, even if the connection itself is new. Creativity doesn't have to be the sort of bright light moment, three o'clock in the morning, where you think of something no other human on the planet has ever mm. considered. But the connection... Um, and once you start looking at it, we spoke about this a little bit last week, but once you start looking at connections, new ideas emerge. And that is very different from the how to, buy when, with which budget, using mm. which resources, which is a highly linear process, a very important process. Mm. But if you start there, you do something which Akoff used to call getting better at the wrong thing. Yes. And and this is where and and this is the only opportunity I get to use a big word. Um, this is where effectuation comes in. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and 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 this is where we we talk about strategy not being linear. Uh, what does that mean in English? Actually, um, yeah. you know, you put these these processes in place over five years as if we know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. And you say, year one we're going to do this, year two we're going to do that, year three you're going to do that. By the time you get to year three, whatever you wanted to do probably doesn't exist anymore. So. Yeah. What we're saying is it's a series of conversations within a defined trust network. You you, yeah. you you look at what you want to achieve, but it's 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 that relationship with your network that helps you define your next steps when you have a clear vision, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. The trust issue that you raise is extremely important because actually that gives people a bit of license for creativity. It's really weird. Even though creativity comes perfectly naturally to us, yeah. we only venture into a creative space when we feel there's an amount of trust because yes. we, we think there's some sort of risk associated with creativity. But of course, with creative ideas, you know, the only reason you think there's a risk is because you think that you have to go directly from a creative idea to budget and resources. And you don't. You allow this idea to grow, to nurture, to be nurtured a little bit. So the trust that you mention in your network, and it's difficult in an ecosystem um, to do that, but once you have that, then people are willing to explore ideas. And you, you see it in highly creative organizations, that they're highly innovative, leading organizations. They're willing to say to each other, guys, how about this? What if that? And th they do that because 
they know the response is not going to be, um, well, that's the most ludicrous idea. How much is that going to cost? Yeah. Uh, the response is probably going mm. to be, let's play with this a little bit and and let's just see what happens. It's a kind of, we sometimes call it a, a kind of an inductive mm. approach to thinking. And um, I mean, Miles Davis, I love Miles Davis. Yes, he, indeed. To me, one of the creative geniuses of the 21st yep. century. There's, there's a great story of Miles Davis where, you know, um, uh, someone says to me, you know, Mr. Davis, what are you going to play for us? Tell us what you're going to play. Give us the title. And Miles Davis, of course, is a master of um, of ad-libbing, of improvisation. And he, he looks at this woman and he says, well, you know, I think what I'm going to do, he had this raspy voice. <laughs> he says, uh, well, uh, I think what I'll do is I'll play it first and then I'll tell you what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just kind of typifies that kind of um, uh, you know uh, creative um, approach to things, and of course he trusts himself also that he's going to produce something uh, quite creative. Absolutely. So you're right to introduce these issues of trust inside that ecosystem. Really essential for a creative environment mm. to produce this um, this nonlinear, and then these iterative dialogues that you refer to that are so essential um, in continuing to build the trust in that ecosystem. Of course, creativity is a team sport, right? Yes, it is. It's um, the sort of individual, um, you know, superstar delusion and myth we have, let's say, with Steve Jobs and so on. This is absolute nonsense. There's no way one person did all of that, um, as we're now Mm. learning increasingly. It's not to say he wasn't brilliant. Of course he was. But, um, you know, it's creativity really is about having a group, an ecosystem of whatever level of diversity and the diversity is important around you um, that allows for the emergence of this kind of uh, creative thinking. I mean, someone would be listening to you right now, uh, Mornay. Don't want to burst your bubble, but they'd be going, so what? Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait for it. (laughs) So what? Very good. Very good. Got you there, didn't I? Didn't know you had it in you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a great Miles Davis tune, by the way. I mean, just uh, so so what? Um, And it's and it's um, you know it's the title is obviously also provocative. Um, Yep. And it's because it it is this sort of encouragement. And as you listen to that music, by the way, you you see the build up in that music. It's almost Mm. like the music answers its own question. Yep. Like, so what? Well, here's some more. Um, yeah, you couldn't have made my day in any better way. Than I mean, that. This man is a doctor. He works for university. I mean, this is like finding an actuary who knows how to dance. <laughs> hey, Dr. Mornay Worcester yeah. is the director at the Institute for Futures Research. Uh, a phenomenal man. And we are talking about creativity as it pertains to our life and innovation, obviously inextricably linked to uh, creativity. And we'll continue this discussion. And by the way, with your calls, if you like, on 021-446-0567 and WhatsApp and 072-567-1567 next. It is 11.22. Dr. Mornay Most, the director of the Institute for Futures Research. And so important, this discussion. Um, you know, even if we say so ourselves, I've got to say. But... Um, <laughs> 
I think it's such an important discussion, right? Talking about um, you know World Creativity and Innovation Day, and we've, mm. we've I think we give people some insight into why we we talk about creativity yeah. and innovation. It's what fuels the future. Yeah, and um, yeah. and it's also how you differentiate yourself as not even as a business as an individual. You know, if you if you yes. don't, if and, and I'm just taking you know there are many people who end up doing what they do and they do it for a long time. There is great value in reinventing yourself, aligning it with your passions and following those. Um, yes. So this is not just a business principle we're talking about. It's something you can apply to your everyday life. Yeah, that's very much so. And, uh, you know, to, to any dynamic system, uh, whether it's your, you as an individual or in your family life, which just think about the opportunities. I'm not sure how many people would ever think about the idea of reinventing, rejuvenating your family life. Mm. You know, yes. just eating something different uh, or watching a different TV show or reading something different or listening to different music or whatever exactly. it is. And that variety of input is just so important. Um and the, the, you're, you're so right to say that, you know, that the application of this is so widespread. I mean, when I was doing diversity work in the, um, in the early 2000s in Joburg, mm. the, the one thing I always said to people is, you know, the, the, the one big test, you know, are you transformed, if that's the question? The one big test is how often do you have dinner with people who don't look and sound like you? Because... Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to hear about your philosophy. I want to hear about your dinners, because that mm. is a practical way of allowing yourself to have input from a range of stimuli that you wouldn't normally have, and that's a fantastic practical way to be innovative. So you're absolutely right. You can be innovative as an individual in your own career, uh, in your own thinking, but you can apply those ideas in your family in your religious practice, in your uh, professional environment, as an organization. And very importantly, you know, as the United Nations tries to remind us here also, governments should not be immune to innovation. In fact, it is absolutely essential that they engage very actively in government. Now, what's the typical thing that we associate with governments, unfortunately? It's bureaucracy. And, and of course, bureaucracy is the enemy of innovation. But, you know, we're entering a time now also of sovereign competition. Countries are literally competing with each other. And the companies that operate inside the ecosystems inside those countries are dependent on the levels of innovation inside those countries. That's why the Global Innovation Index has become such an important global measure. South Africa, by the way, uh, last year ranked about 60th out of 130-odd countries, bearing in mind that the size of our economy is about 31st or 32nd in the world. So we're really not performing particularly well um, on that index. On other indices, we're doing better. But it's a, one of the reasons for that, um, is, if you'll just allow a bit of indulgence in that idea, um, is that we're not very efficient with innovation. So we, we spend on innovation, we have some structures, but we're just not getting the results for the spend. It's yes. very similar to much of our public education system where, you know, we, we spend in the in the top five in the world as a percentage of GDP, and yet the results are in the sort of the, the bottom uh, quartile, probably lower. Um, so... And this, despite the fact that we have, of course, fantastic individuals in the country. We have highly innovative people. We have some fantastic research institutions, as I keep saying. We have 
sort of internationally recognized innovative organizations, but it's really the ecosystem that you referred to earlier that isn't very well developed. And I'm not sure if we think creativity and innovation really as a national value. I think perhaps we value other things. Well, exactly. Well, exactly. Dr. Monet Mostert. Um, and and the, 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 the one thing that, that, that still bothers me a lot, right, is that mm-hmm. we, we're moving into a future, but what we're feeding the future with yeah. from a skills point of view yeah. is sorely lacking. We talk about this creativity. We talk yeah. about critical thinking. We talk about... You know, you, you talk about Miles Davis sort of making it up as he goes along. Um, it takes an intelligent yeah. person who knows themselves yeah. and is in touch with their feelings to be able to do that. There's no nothing yeah. different with innovation. Obviously, you feed yeah. off lots of people, right, yeah. and, and ideas, but we're not yeah. delivering that more now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we've got – I mean, one way to think about that, that innovation process, and, and there are you yeah. know, lots of theories on this, but – one way to think about it, and we can almost use that framework to think, well, how are we performing? At the very early stage, there's this kind of ideation, right? Just, you know, what do you think about this? Any thoughts kind of thing? And then, you know, I don't think we're doing too badly here. I mean, everyone's got an opinion in South Africa, right? But then you need to advance that to start doing that inside an ecosystem. And we've got some of that. We have a little bit of a of a national innovation uh, ecosystem, and some individuals are building their own ecosystems. Within that ecosystem, then, you need to start making some connections, right? Um, and, and there, you know, the kind of connections you've been calling for, for example, in communities between business, uh, larger business and, and small business in communities, that's completely underdeveloped in the South African context. From those connections, you can start to make some selections and then moving to well, what's viable. In other words, what can come to life. From there, you can go to feasibility. You know, what can really thrive, stand on its own legs. From yep. there, you can go to operability. How do we make it work? And from there to profitability. So we've got lots of ideas and opinions, but we don't follow through um, on that full kind of innovation value. Absolutely. And uh, I want to know where innovation sits in your world. Uh, Dr. Mornay mm. Morster talking to us about creativity, talking about innovation, and uh, sometimes that creativity and innovation can outperform financial analysis of whether or not something's going to be successful or not, because yeah. your financial analysis is based on something historic, whereas your gut, your intuition, your decision to go forward does not necessarily take all of that into account, but talks about a new reality that it delivers. And then let's let's wrap, yeah. if you don't mind, for about a minute or two. And we're going to wrap up with Mornay Mostert very quickly. So Mornay, if we leave anybody with anything, you know, when it comes to innovation, when it comes to creativity, uh, I mean, I, I always think getting people to, 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 to do something after a discussion like yeah. this, try yeah. something, at least put yeah. that, 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 that foot forward is important. Yes, the Miles Davis, so what? Um, so, I, I mean, depending on where you're, you're thinking about this, if you're, mm. you know, spend some, the first thing is, um, you know, spend some time thinking. You yes. know, if you, if you just get into the flow of the day, you will not have time to think, and what will happen is you will default to established habits. And habits, one way to define habits is that they're just one way of doing things without thinking. So you need to make some time to think. Yeah? Mm. Mm. In, the, in the famous words of Dr. Zeus, 
think left and think right and think low and think high. Oh, the things you can think <laughs> if only you try. But spend some time uh, thinking. That's important. But the, an critical next step is now think about that ecosystem that you can make some connections with. Absolutely. Think about that network. Bring your friends together if you're an individual in a community somewhere. Bring your friends together or bring them together on Zoom or wherever it is. Something will emerge. I can almost guarantee it. And then start thinking about where those connections are. And then you have to move towards, you know, move beyond agreeing with each other and move beyond generation, generating ideas. And, and, and think about the value that those can contribute to the kinds of problems those, those may be solving. Just before this interview, I was talking to someone who just um, had a, a massive Pan-African um, Innovation uh, Awards program, 3,500 entrepreneurs all across Africa. Fantastic database, amazing awards program. And the one thing that he was saying is the guys think that innovation is coming up with an idea. And they're not willing to put it in the hard grind, the, um, you know, building that ecosystem, formalizing relationships, doing the due diligence, developing the proposals. Even in large business, we see this. And people say, well, you know, I had an idea four years ago. And, you know, I sit at a meeting once and they didn't like it. Do you seriously think that you are so powerful and influential <laughs> that – you know, despite 50 years of history in this massive organization, you can just drop a thought in a meeting that just occurred to you and that that will change the world. You have to understand that you are up against the entire history. You must see the notion that the entire planet is designed to work the way it does today. You're not going to combat that with a random thought. Yes. You need to be strategic about this, and you need to put in some of the hard work to get there. But if you build that ecosystem, you can spread the ideation process, and you can spread some of that work too, spot some of those opportunities, um, and then work hard to, to fill them. And of course, of course, it has to be fun. It has to be. Uh, it has to be humorous. Um, and uh, and and in fact. It, it was Einstein. I love quoting Einstein because no one reads Einstein anymore. You can say he said anything. But one of the things he said was creativity is just intelligence having fun. Oh, I love that. Absolutely love that. What type of intelligence? Emotional or the other one? Maybe a bit of both. But Monet, mm. always great chatting to you. Thank you very much for your time, uh, Dr. Monet Morster. We'll get to say goodbye next week, though. So you, um, our, our last show will be next, well, our, our last show, my last show is next Friday, but our last chat will be um, on the next Thursday. So really looking forward to that, Monet. But as sweet it will be. Oh, it will. Don't worry. They'll be hearing about us after this in any case, won't they? <laughs> Dr. Morten Morstad, Director at the Institute for Futures Research, um, our guest and looking at innovation and creativity.